Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Happy Monday, everyone. I have for you a sermon that was preached yesterday here at the Bethany campus. Uh, Pastor Gary delivered a sermon about evil and division and how Jesus calls us to respond to those realities in our world. This is part one of a three-part sermon series Pastor Gary and I are attempting that we're calling Because You Asked. Earlier in January, as part of our worship time, we invited individuals to send in specific topics that they wanted to hear a sermon about. And after looking at all of the um, entries that came in, we tried to compile them and group them into um, categories. And so the first category was uh, evil and division. People were asking for a sermon about how to deal with, how to respond as people of faith to the evil and division in this world. And so that's where this sermon from Pastor Gary comes from. It's based on readings from Matthew chapter 10 and Galatians chapter 3. I hope you enjoy it. Here it goes. Well, as part of our series, Because You Asked, we had a number of people who did ask about the questions of division, questions of of evil in the world. And there are times where we probably could equate the sense of tremendous division as well as a sense of evil and what that means. Because in a sense, people would say evil is any time that we're taken away from or divided from God's best plan for our own lives. And that feels like division. And so we could say the same thing about our own interpersonal relationships is that when they're divided, that goes against God's best intention for our lives as well. So it's not too far of a stretch to say that sometimes simple divisions that are a part of our life, well, they can find their way into something that actually feels like evil becomes a part of our world because when those when those divisions become so volatile that they seem beyond repair i don't know that we could find a better word than evil to try to explain what's actually happening there and so when jesus comes to us as we heard in that passage from matthew and tells us what he came to earth for. The the, the purpose of his coming in part was not to bring peace, but a sword. That feels like like it cuts us. Like it, it cuts into what we would think God would want for us. What we would want to say is, Jesus should have come to heal every division. And, And maybe that's actually the case But Jesus knows that does not happen unless we're willing to go through the hard work of figuring out the priorities that we have in our life. And so when he says to people that that people will be divided, I think what he's saying there is that may be a natural outcome of people choosing to follow me and others saying that they would never follow Jesus. For a time, that can feel like division. And it can 
be a part of what happens in our own lives, even unfortunately in our own households. And so some of you may actually have the little sign in your home that has those three great words on it, faith, family, and friends. And you'll see those listed, but usually in that order. And maybe what Jesus would have said is absolutely we should have those three, those three things, faith, family, and friends. But we should also know that they're ordered that way for a reason. That sometimes the priorities that we find in our own lives are important priorities. And when those priorities get mixed up, then sometimes how we find our own lives living out God's best desire for us can get mixed up as well. Because certainly a family who decides, even if they don't have to believe all exactly the same way about everything, but who decides that they will be faithful and that they'll be faithful first, will find a way to have their divisions diminished and find a way to understand that they can reconnect as family because they understand the importance of faith in everything that they do. And the challenge that we find in that might be, uh, Paul well knew as he wrote to the church in Galatia, as, as Jason Jaster read for us this morning. And he talks about this in a way of, of people would have completely understood the law at that point. Well, maybe they didn't completely understand the law at that point, and that's why Paul had to talk to them about it. Because people were using the law as a disciplinarian. The law all was all about finding people who were not following the law. The law was all about how can I judge you about the way that you're missing following the law rather than how can I celebrate all of the ways that God opens life up to us in the law. That we realized that the law was designed to give us more freedom than restrictions. The law was, divide, was designed to unite us more than divide us. And somehow in the midst of that, we, we missed what the great benefit the, uh, that the law had for us. And so Paul acknowledges it there. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came. And when Jesus comes, it's a way of, of opening up that law for us to see all of the ways that there are benefits to our lives, the ways that, that, that we're called to treat one another, the ways that we're, we're called to live out our relationships in the best way that they can be lived. All of that is possible because of the law. And it works when we actually choose to have faith. When we choose to have a faith in God, as Paul would say that when we have that faith and, and we know that we are baptized in Christ just as others are baptized in Christ, and we would extend that now, of course, understanding the ways that, that we connect with people who might not even be a part of our own religious tradition, but we see people through God's eyes and Paul would say then, there's no longer Jew or Greek. 
if you see the other the way God sees them. There's no longer slave or free. There's no longer male or female. We can all be one. As Paul would say, we're all in one in Christ Jesus if we actually believe that the love of Christ Jesus can encompass the world. And so, so where we understand the law coming into our lives as a part of that opens us up to understanding God's best desire for us. Jesus goes on after talking about that peace on division, that he came to bring, bring a sword but not peace, goes on to talk about us. I mean, what, what would you do in the midst of that? And he says, whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. And again, we could feel that as something that's so restrictive and something that's such a burden on us. But what Jesus is trying to open up there is that Jesus is not trying to put the cross upon us. Jesus is not looking at us and crushing us with the weight of the cross. Instead, Jesus is actually giving us an invitation it's an invitation to sacrifice, which in, in our world and in our minds might feel like, no, we're being told we have to give things up and that, that, that only through our sacrifice could anything come through. But I really think what Jesus is saying is this element of sacrifice, it creates something new in you. And so we would we would consider this concept of sacrifice because on the outside, it can look extremely cruel. Even when we talk about Jesus being the Lamb of God and a sacrifice and all of that, we could be thinking, what is God up to? What a cruel way to treat someone. And it might be if the cross was put upon you it could feel like a very cruel way to be treated. But not, not if I choose. Not if I willingly choose to take up the cross. Not if I willingly choose to make the needs of someone else more important than my needs. Not if I willingly choose to make God the center of my life and a priority in my life. I have the complete freedom and will to make that my own. And I think that's what Jesus is inviting us to. Because inviting us to a life of sacrifice is not like inviting us to a law that continues to, to hold something over us ready to judge us, but instead invites us to experience the world and the people around us, seeing them through God's eyes. For we can truly be one in Christ Jesus. We just have to know the desire that God has for our own lives. And so divisions, it's actually possible to see them end 
Because the law, the law was never given to build up barriers between people, but rather to tear those barriers down. The law was never given to divide us from each other, but rather to give us the freedom of to willingly come together in Christ Jesus. The law was never meant to say what was good and what was bad but only to allow us to know that in faithfulness, relationships can flourish. And sacrifice? Sacrifice was never meant to be a burden. It was meant to be an act of love. The sacrifice of Jesus was an act of love for the world. When you take up your cross in whatever form that looks like, in whatever way you make somebody else's needs more important than yours, it's a willingness that you have to allow sacrifice to be a part of your life for the sake of the world. Does it mean that all this will be easy? I hope not. I mean, I really hope not. I think when Jesus came and said, I've not come to bring peace but a sword, he actually wanted us to wrestle with difficult things. He wanted us to wrestle with what it means that, that God would come into our lives and set priorities for us that might be dif different than the priorities that we might set for ourselves. It might mean that Jesus wasn't about easy answers but Jesus was about people getting together and willing to discuss and discern difficult things to me if you would give me a Jesus who would simply say here I'll, I'll hand you all of this on a silver platter and life will be grand or Jesus who would say the world's going to continue to be complicated even after I come. Even after I take up my cross, the world will still be complicated. I'm inviting you to wrestle in those complications. I'm inviting you to find out what priorities that you take on that can actually change you for the better. That's actually a Jesus that I want in my life. Not one who's telling me that everything is easy, but one who's telling me that wrestling with the hard things of life are worth it. They're worth it. And when you take up your cross and wrestle with the challenges of, of even sacrifice, they're worth it. They're worth it to know that God will be with you in all of it. And when that happens, we may realize that the reasons that we might at times be divided will never, will never be more important than the times that Jesus calls us to be one. To be one in faith. 
that kind of power breaks down divisions. That kind of unity changes the world. Amen.